Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Got a little bit of a new theory. Not exactly a theory, kind of a part of a theory. Well, this is about how Craster's babies are turned into White Walkers. There is a range of ideas and theories about how that's done and, you know, what they're doing with Craster's kids is exactly. We know that they become White Walkers in some sense, but there's a few, there's a few ways that can work. One of the mysteries is White Walker Daycare. That's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about White Walker Daycare. <laughs> Do they take, like, on the show, they take the Craster baby and Night King touches it and its eyes turn blue. And we're supposed to suppose that they then take the, the ice baby back to White Walker City and they check it into White Walker Daycare where they receive solid education on making ice armor and, you know, laughing at people in scroth before dispatching them, what the rules of the dueling are, all that kind of White Walker stuff, how to ride spiders. And then 18 years later, the White Walker is ready to graduate and go kill Night's Watchmen in the woods. That's how it works, right? I mean, probably not. That's probably not how it works. And in fact, as I look at this harder and harder, I tend to think that it's something a lot more magical where the White Walkers are taking the baby's magic the, the mana, the life essence. Because remember, only death can pay for life. You know, you take someone else's life, you can sustain your own life. People using predatory magic is a big part of A Song of Ice and Fire as I try to get comfortable on my stool. Like the Undying. The Undying are trying to prey off of Daenerys and her dragons and her fire and her vitality. They're literally biting and sucking on her, right? So this is very vampiric. The others seem to be vampiric as well. They're kind of coded as ice vampires. So, so what are they doing? What are they doing with the babies? Well, to me, clarity came when I started thinking about the fact that uh, the White Walkers are probably an evicted hive mind. When we talk about them being spirits that are driven out of the Weirwood Tree or former green men, former green seers, anything like that, we're talking about spirits of some kind, either spirits of the green men, spirits of the green seers, or spirits that are, you know, shared between the tree and the people. These spirits are, are turned into others somehow. Not sure if it's living green men that are sacrificed in front of the weirwood tree, or if it's more like ripping the spirits out of the weirwood tree, it's hard to say. But in some sense, the others seem to be evicted weirwood spirits. Now, the thing is that what I really think they are is the evicted hive mind of the weirwoods. Because if you look at the weirwood trees, they are essentially white trees like w-i-g-h-t they are they are like zombie trees they look like blood and bone they're bleeding there's their hands are bloody they look like people that are dying and not only that but we know that just like the whites there are there is another intelligence that is in control like if you think about the green seers like blood raven they're kind of predatory they're living inside of the tree mind and using its mind they're skin changing it. Like, think about it. When we see 
Brand skin change Hodor. Hodor gets shoved down in the pit so that Brand can use him. Uh, when we see people skin change an animal, we see that those consciousness can sort of compete for control. And Bran loses himself to the wolf sometimes, and they have more of a symbiotic relationship where they're both okay with the cohabitation. However, it's still a, uh, a fight for control, a fight for will. So where's the tree? Like, what's happening to the trees? Are they okay with all the people being inside of them? They don't look okay. <laughs> like, they don't look happy. Right? Sometimes a song of ice and fire, you gotta start with the simple stuff. Like the trees, they look tortured. They look like they're screaming. They don't look natural. They don't look happy. Like they're clearly in a post-trauma phase of their existence. This has been obvious for a while. So here's what basically what I'm seeing is that the original tree hive mind was driven out into the cold and those became the others and emptied out weirwood trees then became the home for these human green seers. The whole idea of Azor High invading the weirwood net is that it's, it follows all the themes of man warring against nature in the story. But the point is that like when he invades the weirwood net, he creates the others in essence by taking their place, by pushing them out, taking their place and living in the weirwood net. And all the human green seers are essentially following in the tradition of Azor High. They are babysitting this bad situation. And that's what the children are doing too with the human green seers. So basically Azor High invades the weirwood net. The original weirwood hive mind is driven out. And they're basically, it's like their brains are scooped out. That's why they're white trees. If the, if the, uh, think about this. If the others are the evicted hive mind of the weirwood net, then that means they are not individuals, they are a collective. And that is what we see. Remember, they're all twins. They're, they're completely identical, twins to the first, the other others that come out. And they move in concert as well. Like, as, it's like as if some signal had been given, the other five all moved in at once. So they're acting like, like an insect hive that just sort of moves in unison, right? So if the others are a hive mind, then how do they make new others? Like the Nazgul, the nine Nazgul, they are individuals. They are kings from former kingdoms and stuff. Three of them are Numenorean kings, I believe. So the White Walkers, I don't think are like that. Just follow my, follow my train of thought here. Whether or not you agree that they're an evicted hive mind. If they are an evicted hive mind, then they can't make new White Walkers. They're not individuals to begin with. They're a collective. There may be limitations on how many bodies they can manifest, but if they're a hive mind, then they don't, they're not like when Sam killed Sir Puddles, I don't know that he really, that he really accomplished anything. <laughs> Think about it. Like all he did was pop the ice body of one of the others. But if they're a hive mind, then all he did was reduce their power by some percentage, right? Like he didn't kill an individual white walker. And this is theoretical. I'm not. This is just theoretical, okay? But if, they, if they're a hive mind, then what they are doing with the babies is they're just, they're absorbing the life essence and using it to sustain their physical existence. Because the White Walkers, there are two parts. They're a spirit and they're an icy sort of golem body. The spirits are evicted from the trees or perhaps from the slain green men who are bonded to the trees. But it's just a spirit. It needs a physical form. Like, for example, when Melisandre makes shadow babies, they are mostly insubstantial, but they can become physical to kill, obviously. It cuts Renly. 
Where does that physical manifestation come from? Well, Stannis gave his seed. Him and Melisandre conceived what would have been a baby. So there's an actual embryo that gets chewed up. And more importantly, it's the, the spiritual energy of creating the baby goes into making the shadow baby. And that gives the shadow baby some ability to exist in the physical world. So it's the same with the White Walkers. When a spirit is evicted from the Weirwood Net, it needs a new place to live. The White Walkers live in ice bodies. Those ice bodies are, are vessels, okay? Really, even if they are individuals, I still think that the Craster babies are essentially, they're not being turned into new ones. They're being used to sustain the existence of the current White Walkers. And here's why I think that. Because Craster gives them sheep sometimes when he doesn't have sons. So what good is a sheep? They're not turning a sheep soul into a white walker, obviously. However, sheep is a living animal. There's very few animals up north. So perhaps they can still harvest a little bit of life energy from the sacrifice of an animal. It kind of stands to reason. Like, if blood and life can pay for magical you know, energy and stuff. Well, an animal's life and blood is, should be worth something. It's not worthless. Like, oh, human sacrifice is super powerful, but animals do nothing. Like, sacrificing animals has been a part of human belief systems for all of eternity. So I'm pretty sure that George, that's what he's telling us. When they're giving the other sheep instead, like, those are little snacks to tide them over until they get a craster son, which is really what sustains them, Okay. So, in a sense, the White Walkers are the brother, you know, Craster's sons and the brothers of Gilly's monster. It's kind of like all those Craster babies, they're joining the other's weirwood net. Like, their spirits are joining the White Walker hive mind in the same way that Blood Raven, when he dies, will sort of merge with the weirwood net Green Seer hive mind that's, that's in there. It would be the same thing. And that's what I'm trying to, to do with this theory here is encourage you guys to think about the others as a hive mind. They're not in the trees anymore, but they still operate like a hive mind. So when they absorb craster babies, they're just being absorbed into their hive mind. It's not like, uh, you know, one of Monster's cousins is recognizable in the weirwood net. I don't really think that's the case. Ice, ice babies. Yeah, totally. So how do the White Walkers do it? How do the White Walkers absorb the crack? What happens? How does that work? Do they walk up and grab the baby and do they eat it? I also want to remind you of the line about the others. It says, you know, there's always looking for that hot blood. They can smell the hot blood in the last hero. The others supposedly want to drink the blood of people. A couple of, um, a couple of stories. There was that story about somebody in a castle being held captive by giants and he escaped, but then the others caught him and drank his blood. This is still a dream, Sam prayed. Oh, make it that, I'm still asleep. Make it a nightmare. He's dead, he's dead, I saw him die. He's come for the babe, Gilly wept. He smells him. A babe fresh born stinks of life. He's come for the life. So you see what I mean about the sort of folkloric beliefs about the other, or about the others that the wildlings hold. So that again, they smell the hot blood. He stinks of life, so. When, when George talks about the others drinking people's blood, it may or may not be literal, but it does suggest them as vampires or vampiric in nature. And it also means that like literally the hot life of living things, they can smell it 
<laughs> and they, like it makes them hungry. The White Walkers are coming for Gilly's baby. So what happens with the baby? I'll tell you. So Craster, he's from, his mother's from White Tree. His parents, one is a crow, a night's watchman who laid with a wildling woman from White Tree. Those are Craster's parents. Now in White Tree, we see something very unique. We see a weirwood tree. It's huge. It's the, the biggest tree that John has ever seen. Not just the biggest weirwood tree, the biggest tree that Jon Snow has ever seen is the White Tree Weirwood, okay? If you remember, this monstrous huge tree at White Tree, it has skulls in it, at least two, okay? There's a big human skull and there's a smaller human skull. Presumably the smaller one is a child or baby because it's noticeably smaller. Mormont picks up the bigger one and looks at it. He does a last poor Yorick thing. Ah, oh, the children of the forest can talk to the dead, but I can't. It's too bad. What could he tell us? Who knows? And he puts it back in, and John notices the smaller one. They don't say specifically baby, but it's smaller, so it's obviously a child skull. It's not an animal skull. And the inside of the maw of the weirwood is a little bit scarred by fire, and there's ash and bone inside the mouth. So the wildlings, yes, the wildlings do burn their dead. However, they don't burn the entire body in the weirwood mouth. It's just a couple of skulls and some bone bits in there. So this is some sort of, like, ceremonial thing. It's not the entire burning of bodies. I mean, maybe the, the child, if it's just a baby, you could fit the whole baby in the maw of the weirwood, but not, not a whole body. So here's what I was thinking, okay? So what is, what, are, what is this baby's body or baby's head that's in the, in the weirwood mouth? What, what is that? Well, why are they burning children? Are this just... The child, the child died, and so they just they burnt it, and, and the, they burned the heads. What's going on there? Well, here's what I think. When Craster gives his children to the others, it, they, it's expressed as giving his sons to the wood. On the show, we see Craster sort of lay his son at the feet, at the foot of a tree, and walk away. The White Walker comes and scoops it up. Well, what if the procedure that Craster learned at White Tree is that you take your baby sacrifice for the others and say it say it with me put it in the mouth of the weirwood of the heart tree and that's where the white walkers come get it and weirwood trees are magical of course so this isn't just like the des it's not just like the mailbox it's not your amazon shipping box or whatever there must be magic involved okay so perhaps the weirwood tree is facilitating the others slurp in the magical energy out of the baby. And I'm guessing that what happens is those little babies get freeze-dried, okay? Because we see that, uh, you know, when somebody's frozen uh, under the control of the others, like, they turn cold and flammable. Like, they're just, like, freeze-dried and they go up like tinder. So I'm guessing that the others, when they suck the life energy out of, out of the baby, what they're going to leave behind is, like, a little husk. And the wildlings probably come along afterwards and burn that. And so that is what I think the ritual is at White Tree, is that the baby skull in the maw, that is, that's a child that was given to the walkers. They came by, they sucked the energy out, just like a spider. Think of spiders, of course, ice spiders and all that stuff. They're basically, they're sucking out all the energy and they're leaving a little husk, just like a spider does. 
And then, of course, what would you do with that? You'd burn it. It would go up really quickly. It would burn quickly. It wouldn't burn the whole tree. It would just kind of... So I think that's what's happening. And the way I found this theory is I was thinking about the Seastone chair and how I realized this is not a theory. This is a fact. Uh, Seastone chair is uh, an idol that the Deep Ones have dragged ashore for the ancient first men to use. The reason why it's a chair and it's got a little seat in it because that's where the children were left for the squishers to come take, pretty sure. I have no evidence for this. It just feels right. <laughs> now nah, there's some evidence. It's all based on fairy and fae folklore, but I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, you know, the weirwoods and the, the Kraken throne are parallel symbols with the, the roots being described as tentacles and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I just... I think maybe that's what happened. Like the, the weirwood mouth, that's why we see that at White Tree. And that's why Craster is from White Tree. Like that baby skull, here's what I'll say. The baby skull of the mouth of the White Tree, that, that's got to have something to do with giving it to the others. Craster, the wildling who knows about, like where did he learn this practice of protection or worshiping the others? You give the others your babies and then they don't eat you, and the 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 uh, you know the the whites don't bother you. Craster's a godly man. Where did he learn that practice? Presumably from his elders, from people at White Tree. And then we go to White Tree, and what do we see? Baby sacrifice in the weirwood mouth. Maybe that's just a dead baby that died from sickness, and they burned it. Maybe, or maybe the weirwoods are drinking straws for the for the White Walkers. After all, oh, shit, I just realized this is what it's obvious. Guys, the ice spiders are the frozen weirwoods. Remember, a, a tree, when its limbs are frozen, they weigh down to the ground and they end up looking like ice spiders. And the whole symbolism about the others riding the ice spiders is that they're, they're, they can use the frozen side of the weirwood net. Or when the wall comes down, they can use the weirwood net to invade Westeros. So check out the ice spiders video. It's, it's legendary work. My magnum opus, if you will, just like Charlotte. The spider, Charlotte's Web, her magnum opus was a spider sack full of spider babies. Oh, they're all over me. Okay, so the weirwood tree is the ice spider. So when you put the baby in the mouth of the weirwood tree, you're literally putting the baby in the mouth of the spider. So it's possible the White Walkers show up and like touch the baby and drink its energy, but it's possible they don't have to do that. It's possible that all you have to do is put the baby in the weirwood tree and then come nightfall, the White Walkers could drink the energy right through the tree. Because again, the White Walkers are connected to the weirwoods in some way. So yeah, I think the weirwoods might be drinking straws. So the wildling villages are mostly based around weirwoods. What does that tell you? You know, probably a lot of these villages are practicing other worship because otherwise they get chased by the others. I think that the others are essentially like, as former green men, they are kind of like cousins to the children. I think that is why the children aren't trying to eradicate the others. Like they're not trying to stop Craster from giving babies to the others. They're not out there intercepting the babies. The only way to fix the situation, like they're in it for a long-term solution. I was just talking about this the other day with uh, Maynard James Plum. The reason why the children aren't interrupting the Craster thing is because they know the only way to really fix the problem of the others is to resolve it. They need to go back into the Weirwoods. Bran's got to download the Green Seer hive mind that's in there right now that doesn't isn't supposed to be in there. So the children, maybe all the children, you know, who died before the long night are stuck in the in the other hive mind. That could be. 
That might explain why they're so invested in trying to fix it. Sorry. He crept to the door. The air was so cold that it hurt to breathe, but such a fine, sweet hurt. He ducked from the long hall. Gilly, he called. Gilly, I killed it. Gilly. She stood with her back against the weirwood, the boy in her arms. This moment is crazy, right? It's Sam is really happy. And he's like, Gilly, I killed it. I and he walks outside and it's like, uh, <laughs> guess what? She stood with her back against the weirwood, the boy in her arms. The whites were all around her. There were a dozen of them, a score, more. Some had been wildlings once and still wore skins and hides, but more had been his brothers. Sam saw Lark the Sisterman, Sawfoot, Riles. The went on Chet's neck was black, his boils covered with a thin film of ice. And that one looked like Hake, though it was hard to know for certain with half his head missing. They had torn the poor Garen apart and were pulling out the entrails with dripping red hands. Pale steam rose from her belly. Um, you'll notice that the whites are gathered around the weirwood tree, and they have red bloody hands, just like the weirwood leaves. So that's implying a symbolic connection between the whites and the weirwoods, which is true because we know the others are tied to the weirwoods, like I've been saying. And so this is the scene, this is what I'm saying about this scene. Cold Hands is about to appear and rescue everyone. But just think about what we're being shown here. Gilly has her baby. She's backed up to a weirwood tree and she's surrounded by whites, and presumably the others are close, and they're coming for her baby. So you can see, like, what was she supposed to do? She was supposed to turn around and put her baby in the mouth of the heart tree. And then they maybe wouldn't have harmed her. She could have walked away, because that's what they want. They, she said they come for the baby. They're ignoring Sam and going to Gilly, because Gilly has the baby. So, yeah. In this scene where we know the others and the whites are coming for the baby, I think it's no coincidence that George has backed her up against the weirwood tree because he's kind of showing you like, this is part of the ritual. This is where you give your babies to the others in front of a weirwood. No, I don't think, um, I don't think Gilly or any of the women, I don't think they witness it. I think Craster takes the, the boys out to the woods probably. Although I guess that everyone knows what the tradition is. Because if I'm right about the others leaving like a husk, then they'd, you know, everyone in, in the White Tree Village, they would know. They would see the husk when it's done. So it's a horrible, disgusting theory, and it's, that's why it's probably true. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.